<laughs> Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My next guest, Glenn Robinson III, is an NBA basketball player. That's what you know when you see somebody, that's all you think. But life is more than just being an NBA basketball player. His ARI Foundation, which stands for Angels Are Real Indeed, is a nonprofit organization aimed at empowering fathers and helping create deeper bonds between fathers and their children. They're also, they also provide resources to help elevate fatherless children and families. Glenn was inspired to launch his initiative after the birth of his daughter, Ariana. Or Ariana, I hope I'm saying that correctly, and wanted to shine a light on the importance of the relationship between children and their fathers. Glenn highlights fathers and their stories on his Instagram page and wants to shine a light on some of the amazing work they're doing. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, Glenn Robinson III. <laughs> How you doing today? Appreciate hey, you I, me. I had to get a lot out there, Glenn, before I spoke to you, man. <laughs> a lot. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about it, first of all, uh, where, 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 you, where are you calling in from right now? I'm calling in from Indiana. Indiana, okay, cool. Raised in Indiana, yeah. Indiana. So I'm, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, syndicate nationally on podcasts and all that good stuff, Sirius XM. The beauty of uh, bringing an individual or what I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, was why, did, why was there a need for you to do a foundation like this? I think that it's uh, a need, you know, in our communities, especially our black communities, mm -hmm. uh, to feel that 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 for us fathers, you know, first off, and to fill that fatherhood role if the father is not around, you know, meaning just uh, stepping up and empowering other parents, other fathers, um, doing what you can to help, um, you know, our young uh, kids grow up in today's society. I think they need all the mentorship and all the help that they need. Mm -hmm. And having a daughter myself and going through this process, you know, I just know how much my daughter means to me and, and as she grows every day is important you know so if I'm able to help other people and just have that same type of impact in their lives and spread that that uh that knowledge you know around I think that we can we can start to have more successful communities and more successful children in our community that's really important that you say that really I, I, I have a daughter uh she's a only child and just having a child in general or uh, giving life really changed my perspective because in a way, you know, we all live a selfish life. We just want to do what's, what's best for us, what's, what we got to do to get what we want. And when you have a child, right. that changes your value system. Talk about how it changed your value system, Glenn. Yeah, it changed a lot. You know, I think being a professional athlete, you know, I just finished my sixth season. Uh, I, I finished with the Philadelphia 76ers this year. Um, and I'm now a free agent, but looking at how I was as a rookie and then now after six years, you know, I have a daughter who's two, um, you know, my time management changed, you know, my responsibilities obviously changed, you know, um, obviously my finances and what I'm doing with my money um, changed a lot, you know, so it, it, it uh, matures you and it makes you grow up um, in several different ways, you know, and I think that if it wasn't for my daughter, um, you know, I just see how far, you know, back that you tend to be and you think that you know everything, but you mm -hmm. really don't, you know, and, and, and <laughs> you know, it's funny how, how that how that comes out. It really is amazing. I know that uh, I would tell people the, uh, the the best time I had with my daughter when uh, she when, you know, when she was about, well, I guess, up to about 
eight months, that's when she wasn't able to push off. Then they started pushing off. Then all of a sudden they think they ruled the world. But when she was just falling asleep on my chest and, you know, laying next to me and just just barely, you know, you, you, you prop her up, Glenn, and then they lean on one side because they didn't have any yep. muscle control. To me, man, I, those those memories stick with me, man. All the memories stick with me, but that memory of her just being able to fall asleep on my chest and, and lay next to me and just realizing that how much power I have in shaping a mind, how much power I have in delivering a good person to this world. And I'm, I'm sure when I read your intro and I, and I read the research on you, it really almost messed you up a little in a good way. The responsibility, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. You know, I think that, <laughs> uh, you know, I, first off, I thought I was, you know, obviously being a, a, a basketball player, you know, I, was, I thought my first kid was going to be a boy, uh-huh. you know, we were going to play basketball, you know, I thought that it was going to be all my way, you know, and, 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 and God and life got a funny sense of humor in it, mm-hmm. you, you know, how you least expect it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and my biggest blessing in my life has been my daughter, I think just because of, of the alleys that I've uh, been able to create, you know, surrounding her. And that's the reason why I started the foundation is, um, you know, I didn't have a boy, you know, uh, my last name in a sense, you know, uh, a lot of men tend to worry about that, you know, and I think that I just wanted to show her my genuine love and create something that she'll see and look back one day and she'll pick up this foundation because it's named after her, Ari, and she'll she'll realize, you know, what we've created and how many people that we've helped, you know, and uh, growing up and, and, and as she grows, um, I do have that influence on her life. And I think, like you said, that's the biggest thing that we can control as parents is, you know, we we do have a lot of influence in their lives as they tend to get older, you know, so that um, they're going in the right path, you know, whether that's racism, whether that's schooling and education, whether that's, you know, career paths, whatever that is, I think that they can tend uh, to kind of put up, put themselves on a decent path if they have that influence around them. Well, you know, we're talking about uh, changing people's lives. We're talking about controlling destiny. And, you know, this season you played for the Philadelphia 76ers and you got to experience the bubble down in Orlando, Florida. And basically you didn't have control of your life anymore at that point, I believe. Can you tell everybody? I, I had C.J. McCullough on uh, last week and he had me laugh and just talking about how I was. Uh, from your perspective, tell us, the, just walk us through the steps of how control the testing process of living life in the bubble. If there were some good things, tell us about it. The annoying things you can tell about, tell us about it because you had no control of your life at that point, Glenn. Yeah, you know, I think the the hardest decision was, you know, they gave us a choice. Do we want to go or not? You know, mm-hmm. do you want to receive your paycheck and go to this bubble? And we didn't know anything much about the virus at that point. And we didn't know anything what this bubble was going to be like. So I had to make the decision to leave my two-year-old daughter Mm-hmm. Um, which was hard, but, you know, um, I didn't want to leave my teammates down. Um, I, I wanted to go do my job. I wanted to go try to win a, a championship. And then uh, my main conce- concern was just staying safe, you know. So if we had to test every day, that's what we had to do, even though, like you said, it was annoying. But um, we test literally every day for the coronavirus, um, and they would stick the, the, the Q-tip up your nose, mm-hmm. um, and they would swab us, <laughs> mouth and, and nose, every mm-hmm. single day. Um, you wow. know, our first two days there, we were in quarantine. Uh, you couldn't leave your rooms and they would bang on your door and just drop your food, you know, at your door and you would open it. Nobody would be there. You would grab your door and close it. You would grab your food and close the door and then, uh, open up your box lunch or box dinner. You know, and that was the first two days. 
<laughs> so, um, <laughs> hey, Glenn, hey, Glenn, Glenn. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sprinting down the hall. You, COVID-19 not even on the hallway no more if it was there. That's, yeah. that's funny, yeah. man. You know, but my overall experience, I think, was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, you know, the food got better. Uh, they started opening up things for us, such, you know, such as golf. Um, we could go, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they had a pool for us, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lounge for us, mm-hmm. um, a bar for us. It was it was a lot of different things, a, a barbershop. Um, so there was life started to get a little bit better after day probably 30 around there. Um, but I was I was trapped in there for 45 days before we lost and, and, and we exited out and came home. Um, but that was the experience that I'm going to tell my daughter about, my grandkids about. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people won't be able to experience that. And I'm just thankful that I came out of it healthy and, and, and still, you know, remaining the same. And so so and so far, no one's tested positive for COVID-19 at the NBA bubble, correct? They haven't, you know, and I think that that's the only way that you can do it. If you're going to have sports, you have to do it in the form that they did. And it was hard to do. It was strict and they spent a lot of money, I think 150 million to keep us safe. But I think if you're going to do it, you have to do it like that if you want to keep people safe. Well, the more important thing is that just like me, uh, Glenn, I'm speaking to Glenn Robinson III. Uh, he's uh, plays currently for the Philadelphia 76ers. The name sounds familiar. He has a father. Father, University of Michigan sharpshooting dad. I remember their run. I remember that run, man. Oh, boy, I tell you when they run. And then it came to the NBA, man. I just I hate that shot, man. I hate it. In a, in a, it's like Steph Curry shot. You know, when it goes up, it's like, how could he miss type shot? And that was your father's gift. And you followed your father. Was it, was it an option there, Glenn, to not play basketball? Can you play tennis? Can you, can you play football? Wide receiver, been the next uh, Julius Jones, Julian uh, June. Well, I can't even think of his name right there. Be a wide yes. receiver. What were your options there, brother? We, he just looked at you, put a ball in your hand when you can, well, a basketball in your hand. That was it. What was happening? It's funny. I tell people the story all the time. Uh, I was born premature, so I was born three months early. Wow. And Congrats. I was mm-hmm. two months in the That's incubator. And my dad and mom put a little Purdue, you know, uh, they put a little uh, mini basketball in my incubator um, when I was young. So I like to tell everybody I've been, been playing ball since, <laughs> I was, since I was in the incubator. You know? Six so months. <laughs> but no, you know, <laughs> that was one of the things I was always grateful for, my mom and dad, especially my dad being the number one pick, mm-hmm. um, you know, in 94 and really uh, being a man at that in that era. Um he never forced it on me. You know, I played football growing up. I played uh, other sports growing up. But ba- I fell in love with basketball. And right. I followed his footsteps in that sense. But, you know, um, I think that I've always tried to remain, you know, my, a, a different person, you know, and not just follow his, his footsteps, but create different paths, you know, throughout my career to kind of separate me. And, you know, he never had a foundation, um, but he did uh, give back to the kids of Gary, Indiana, where we're from and we'll host a free basketball camp every year. Um, so I continue to do that that same thing. And on top of that, I'm doing the, my foundation, Angels Are Real Indeed, um, who are helping empower other fathers. So I try to take what he's done and model his example, but also continue to make it better and elevate it even more and reach even more people. Because um, the more people we can reach, even if it's just a few kids 
who knows how their lives will change. You know, some Glenn, uh, I'm enjoying this interview with you. You're, you're a very unique voice, and, and you just happen to be able to dribble a little basketball, okay? And I, and I respect, exactly. you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm one of those, you know, everybody thinks they can play ball, but I can really play ball. But I was one of them hard-headed people. I thought the coach was going to eventually come to a, a neighborhood park, see me, and tell me I could start. <laughs> I didn't want to go out there right, and practice. Right, I didn't right, want. Right. To, I was that arrogant, you know. I was, I was as I was as the neighborhood would say, I was all park, Glenn. I was all park. I was a bad boy. <laughs> and uh, and so, but you know, when I look at the NBA and I look at the ability to play in the NBA, man, that's special, man. I, you know, that's that's a unique talent. What does it take to be? Uh, a, a, a NBA player, because uh, I, from a mindset standpoint, from a physical standpoint, I knew what I could do, but I know I didn't have the ability. Because first of all, I didn't have the discipline to be an NBA player, because I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even audition or, or, or going for the basketball practice because I thought I was better than everybody else. So, what does it take to be an NBA player? Yeah, I think the biggest things that I've noticed, and like we talked about, I just finished my sixth season in the NBA, so. You know, for whatever it's worth, you know, I've been able to stick in this league after seeing a lot of people come in and out the league. Right. I was drafted second. I was drafted second round, and it's mm-hmm. only a, a small percentage of players that's drafted. And I'm gonna tell you something, Glenn. Second. When you went pro, I was mad at you. I was mad at you. <laughs> I was like, "What is he doing? What is he?" I was a good Michigan team too. I was, what yeah, is he doing? What is he doing? Continue with the story. I just want to get that out. I just want to get that out. I just want to get that out. Twenty years old. <laughs> I was young, you know, I had just turned 20, mm-hmm. you know, but, and I had no idea about the whole business, but, um, you know, I think after being around now for a few years, uh, what really separates, you know, NBA players and a lot of players that I've seen is um, discipline and all those things that you said, but just to break it down to simple terms is whatever you got going on in your life, whether that's women, whether that's finance issues, it's family issues, kids, whatever that's going on in your life, you have to find some way when you able to come onto the court, everything that happens in those lines, you able to take your discipline and your hard work and you able to turn it into success by focusing and locking in. You know, when when, when there's distractions out there and you're not able to, to focus your mind, um, it can really mess you up. You know, and NBA mm-hmm. players and, and athletes in general, we already got a lot going on. It's money that's thrown at us, it's people that's thrown at us. Um, and, and that discipline is what you have to have. Well, you know, um, I've been in, uh, uh, I participate in a high level, as I would say, in the entertainment game. So I know discipline is important because it does come to you. It always amazes me how I'm financially able to do a lot of things, but I get free meals. I can get discount on my clothes. <laughs> my wife just looks at me. She goes, really? Really? This is going to be food. And, uh, and I, because I, I always make a point of, now nah, I got you. I got it. I pay when I go in because I, it's, because I'm an entrepreneur. So I know being an entrepreneur, you know, you have to be able to respect people and, and, and tell them that their brand has value. And so when I look at you and, and, and this conversation, the first time we ever talked, but I'm, I, as a, as a person who talks to a lot of people, Glenn, um, I'm a fan. Just, just this conversation, and I want to maintain a relationship with you because your 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 success and your 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 brand is beyond the court. It's beyond the court, man. I, I don't know if anybody told you that, but just hearing how you talk, you know, you God just gave you that gift. Your gift is someplace else, brother, and yes, you, you just need to find it and hold on to it and get the right people around you. And I'm not telling you to quit the NBA. I'm just telling you this this foundation, you know, 
uh, that you've started. The mission is to empower fathers with essential resources that will allow them to be the best dads they can be. We will also provide assistance to fatherless children and families. Tell us about that part, providing assistance to fatherless children and families. How does that work, Glenn Robinson III? Yeah, when I first, you know, started my foundation, um, I was playing for the Warriors at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a there was a family in my building who had just won they they place off a lottery. Uh, they didn't have you know very much money. Uh, they 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 you know income wasn't very high. What they were paying for rent was very low because they wanted it through a lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, but she couldn't get in the door. Uh, I was just moving in as well. And my myself and my brother here, a year younger than me, three hundred pounds, big dude. You know, he he actually played football. Uh, <laughs> I hope you so, know, Glenn. So, I hope so. We, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we helped this lady out. Her name was Miss CC, and um, she broke down at the front desk. Um, you know, thank you to Glenn and Jalen for for the help, and would love to cook for them one day. Um, so we ended up going and, and uh, to her spot, and she cooked us food: fried chicken, mac and cheese. Uh, I hadn't had a home cooked meal in a while. You know, wow. I'm on the road a lot. <laughs> right, hey, but so that's a meal. You, you fried eating. chicken, mac and cheese. You're already starting at the at the at the right. at they say the, <laughs> at the at the core of good home cooked meal, right there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so we we getting ready to eat, and my brother and I we sit down, and she just had two chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two, two just patio picnic chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we ate. And after that, my brother looked at me and he was like, you know, you've been talking about this foundation. I think the first family, I think the perfect opportunity would be to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to get them a table at least. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? You, you right. Mm-hmm. And we went uh, a couple of weeks later. I surprised her, told her that we were going to go get lunch. I was going to take her out. Um, she does her husband. Uh, she's actually been involved in, you know, domestic violence. She has two children, mm-hmm. um, no father involved in the house. And she's worked two or three jobs her, you know, their whole lives um, and spent her last thirty dollars to prepare that meal for my brother and I because we wow. had her get in the house. Um, and I told her we were going to go get some lunch. Um, I furnished her whole apartment, uh, 26 pieces of furniture. And um, they they were sleeping on the ground, all mm. three of them. And they now got beds to sleep on at night. Um, and she, she just called me the other day and her son just became a father and she's now a grandmother. And I still maintain that relationship. And, um, those are the type of families, um, that we, that we help, uh, when we talk about fatherless, uh, children and, 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 and her son, um, actually told me that I'm the reason why he wanted to get a job. He went and got, uh, he just started as an electrician. Um, he's on a path of success and as a father. So those, those stories and those type of things that we do, that mean a lot more than, like you said, anything that I can do on the basketball court. I'm able to help that family, take them basically from off the streets. And now that, um, because I, I spent a couple thousand dollars, you know, on them, not even a lot of money, but to get them in a decent bed at night, that's what it's about. Well, you know, it's really interesting, man, because I've been fortunate to um, change people's lives, you know, with with emotional assistance, physical assistance, financial assistance. And people just want to let you know that they're human, that's all. And once you can remove, uh, you know, a layer of embarrassment and that's sleeping on the floor is a layer of embarrassment. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Old clothes that you got to wear to school or wear to work are a layer of embarrassment. It allows you to mm-hmm. focus on who you really are and can be. And that's what you did for them. But, you know, you allowed them to walk into that apartment, not stressed, to walk out feeling good. 
because they felt like humans again. And and yes, that, that's what that's what I was just uh, when I when I when this interview was scheduled, you know, they, they they you know we have a meeting all the time, Glenn. Who who you gonna bring on the show? I said, Glenn, what what is what does he do? Because I'm not just gonna bring basketball players on my show. And they said, well, that's just fine. That did my research, and I went, wow, wow. But what what is impressing me more is you, though. Is you. What, you. What, what's, what's, what's the driving force of you? Because a foundation is what it is. But the success of a foundation is the is the is the leader, the founder, the the, the person who wakes up thinking about it, goes to sleep thinking about it, trying to make it bigger, trying to try to try to save more people than sometimes you arm like I said, you know, you can only put your arms around so many people at one time. Sometimes right. we try to put right. trying to try to expand and hurt your back. So before you right, hurt your right. back, man, tell us about you, man. Tell us about you, man. Yeah, but I mean, I, I uh, you know, everything that I got, you know, I've seen, um, you know, my dad is, was successful. He had, you know, money and, and cars and things like that. But that never was my purpose or what drove me because I've seen that and I was fortunate enough to see that with him. But I grew up in the house with my mom and my, my grandma. Mm-hmm. My grandma's from Mississippi. You know, my mom and, and grandma, currently, they still live, uh, you know, close to Gary, Indiana. So we Midwest people. And at the end of the day, they care about who are you as a person mm-hmm. rather than whatever else that's going on is at the end of the day, when I look at myself in the mirror, what have I done? Who am I as a person? And I feel, and as I walk through just finding my purpose, I know that I don't know my, I, don't, I feel like I don't know my exact purpose or mission yet, but it's coming. And through this foundation, like you said, um, I've realized that, you know, it's about helping the masses of uh, amount of people from what I do as a professional athlete. You know, I'm able to take, you know, my six years experience as an athlete and able to talk to kids, able to help fathers, you know, different alleys of people that I can reach mm-hmm. um, and affecting people's lives. That's just who I am. And, and since I was first in the league, you know, I would find kids to kind of help out here and there or go to the hospital and visit the sick kids and play video games with them. It's just been who I am. And I found a way to create a team around my foundation. And we meet weekly on different ideas that I have or different, you know, suggestions that they might have or families to help. Uh, so I put a real structure around this because I know that I take um, being a father and having my daughter and um, me just being in her life is a blessing. So you know, I want to be able to take that and help others to just be that role and kind of model figure for them because, you know, they look at professional athletes and a lot of people do as superheroes and this and that. But like you said, at the end of the day, we're the same as you. We put our pants on the same Absolutely. way as everybody else. Absolutely. Do. And if they able to understand that in some type of way and you able to come to terms and them to look at you as a, as a human being and a decent human being, because we already know how people think about athletes, then they're able to connect with you. And I've noticed that. Well, you know, uh, I'm connecting with you right now, okay? And so uh, I, I know you, you got some swag down here that you're selling on your website. You know, got you know some selection. <laughs> you sold out on the uh, on the black T-shirt. That sold out. You know, got the hoop, got the jersey, got the the the, the dad hat, got the pullover hoodie. You know, so I, I'm telling you what, I got a, I got a newsletter. It goes out to ninety thousand people. And uh, and I'm a, uh, it goes out bi-monthly. So next week I'm gonna drop your store, your your store into my newsletter, and and, and recommend people browse your your your. And then I'm, then also on my website I have a, a store, and I'm, a, I'm a, if you don't mind, I'm gonna drop your uh, your swag gear on there 
for potential purchase as well. Because that's what I do with money making conversation. This because you know this that's is amazing. A, I appreciate that. This is a free format, man. I you know I, I my, my 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 blessings coming where my blessing talking to you because I, I get to meet you, man. I'm I'm going like this brother here, yes, man. Sir. If this brother Likewise. because see I'm trying to oh this how this how I think, man. I'm trying to figure out how I can help this brother raise money. Because see what I don't like here, man. I remember when, when I was managing Steve Harvey. Uh, never you know and uh, I you know he used to spend his money. He used to, he used to brag about it. I spend my money on my foundation. I go, dude. Mm-hmm. Now you really need to be spending somebody else's money. That <laughs> keep your money in your foundation. Build yeah. your brand so other people have value in what you are saying, and then they give you money, and you can do more. And so that's my that's my thoughts is running through my mind with you is like, how can we? Get together and you know put together your EPK and start putting together sizzle reels so we can get you some get you some Fords and some 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 Truist banks and some Bank of Americas on your website, dude. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be- because uh, you I'm know it's, for- it's it's people out there need help. Michigan need to be on here making some donations. You know what I'm saying? You know all exactly. alumni. Yeah. Then, 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 I'm just telling you how I think because you go yeah, to no, the so University of Michigan. Year, you know I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, brother. You know, I'm going to give you after this call. If you want to, I give you my cell number. Anytime you have a good or a bad thought, you call me. Okay, this is what I do for yes, a living, sir. bro. You, if you don't know who I am, Google me, brother. All I do is make people famous. All I do is make corporations a lot of money. Cause I bet that's my skill. That's you know, when I was 18 years old, I realized that was my gift. I just didn't, didn't understand it till I was in my 40s. I used to always use words like I'm just at the right place at the right time. I'm just lucky like that. Then I realized, you know, so Michelle, <laughs> that's what you do. You know, that's what you, that's right. your gift. You're able to look at things and evaluate people and really push them to learnings and uh, give a clear understanding of what they can do with their lives. Because so many people don't, you know, because, you know, they've been told what they're supposed to do. Like, you know, I was, I was told to go to college. I got to college, which was truly a blessing for me. But I realized that wasn't what, and my degree was in mathematics. And I went to work like I was told. I went to work for IBM. Then I realized this ain't what I want to do. This ain't what I want to do. And so so I'm listening to you. You're successful as an NBA player. I'm just telling you right now. I don't give a darn how many teams you've been on. Because you're in the NBA. You played in the NBA. I know how hard it is. The D-League is full of people who want to be you. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so, and so, so, but then what is bigger than that? You know, as great as LeBron is, what he does away from the league, I respect way more. Way more. Because I know... God gave him the ability to dribble, to dunk, the IQ to be able to be the best basketball player in the world. But everything else he's thinking about, everything else you're thinking about, Glenn, that wasn't part of the equation when people were telling you what you were supposed to do, telling you what you were capable of doing. This is something that you have matriculated through life and said, this is who I want to be. This is what I want to represent. This and, and it was born out by the birth of your daughter. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm inspired talking to you, brother. And believe me, I've done a lot for you to be inspiring me. (laughs) I appreciate that. Likewise, that's great words to hear. And I appreciate you having me here today. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, man, to be successful, Glenn, and that's what Money Making Conversation is all about, is creating relationships. People hear this and and then hear our conversation and your fan base will hopefully gain some more followers. But more importantly, it's creating relationships and creating a brand awareness of who exactly is Glenn Robinson III beyond basketball. And beyond basketball, you're a person who cares about making other people's lives better that are not 
directly tied to you. They're not your cousin, they ain't your aunt, they ain't your sister, they ain't your brother, they ain't your child, or your, or your girlfriend, or your wife. They're just people that you know need a, 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 a helping hand. And um, yes, sir. We, we, at the University of Michigan, my brother, there are a lot of people over there with, that can help you with this because it's it's phenomenal. And you are a very articulate man, and you can talk, brother. I don't know if anybody told you, but you can talk, man. You know, you I just, appreciate you that. just need you. to go and realize what I just told you and just keep talking. <laughs> Glenn, just keep I'm talking, brother. Advice, I'm to Glenn. <laughs> keep talking, brother. I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm way impressed with you, brother. I do. If you don't ever drill another basketball, if you keep talking, you're going to be make way more money just because your ability to talk. Than your ability to dribble. I'm just gonna tell you that. Believe that. Believe the, the passion that I hear me. and the, the ability to articulate who you could be in life. You are impressive, man. I I I I can I can only say that to you verbally because of the fact that you have to believe that yourself. You have to. Yes, sir. Wow, man! Woo, man! I tell you, I love this show. I love I love I love reading what they say: a diamond in the rough. You see, you're a diamond in the rough, brother. You're, 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 I'm just, I just look. No, you'll be, you'll be walking around and you see something just sparkle on the ground. You go, what's that? Yeah. You know, I, I looked over and yeah. go, what's that? That's Glenn Robson the third. Yeah. Picked him up. Come on, boy. We're gonna go do some things. We're gonna go do some things, <laughs> Love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, brother. Angels are real indeed, man. Helping fathers become better in fatherhood and helping families without one. Founded by Glenn Robinson III. Glenn, my man, I'm telling you, brother, as God is my witness, you're going to make way more money talking than dribbling in your life. Because you care about people and you want to make a difference in people's lives. And it all starts with your ability to think and articulate. And you do it very well. You just haven't accepted it yet. Accept it, man. Go on, go for it, brother. Go on, go yes, for sir. it, brother. You walk on that damn university mission campus with a with a EPK and a scissor reel and walk out of there with several millions of dollars, brother. No more spending your money. Yes, no more. No more. Yes, no more. No more. <laughs> no, sir. No more. Let's stay in touch. Okay, I definitely bro. appreciate everything, and it's a pleasure. Okay, my man. Again, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't just utter those words so I could just sweat on on the microphone. I utter these words so uh, you can hear me, Glenn. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, brother. I want to thank you for coming on the show, Glenn. And we will be in touch, man. Because, like I tell you, man, to hear somebody like you talk and you're young, because I didn't. I didn't figure out. Like, cause I didn't figure out my my success path until I was in my forties. And believe me, I had a lot of mistakes. Ladies, bands and a lot of big houses along the way, and a, a lot of good times, and a lot of times I wish I wouldn't have participated in, but they were all good memories right now. Because when you get old, all you can live <laughs> off is just your memories, okay? But uh, <laughs> but again, my brother, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations, okay? Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. Yeah, give my contact information so we can hook, we can hook up. But but again, I'm gonna put you okay. your whole your whole swag in my not this week's but next Wednesday's newsletter and uh, just to get the word out, man. I'm 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 a Glenn Robinson III fan. We're gonna get these angels are real indeed brand off. I love that logo, by the way. It's outstanding. We're going to get it off the... Off. It's going to be on fire, man. It's, it's, I'm just telling you, man, Thanks. you walking around too many millionaires, brother, be spending your own money. No, stop that. Yes, stop sir. that today. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> we good, brother. Let's do it. We talk soon, man. Bye-bye.
Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. All the interviews are there. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.